try and understand, you know, what happened with this hunt in particular that, that Donald Trump Jr. was on. Happy Tuesday morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host for the week, Sage Miller. Eric Peterson, whose voice you just heard, is with the Utah Investigative Journalism Project. He recently reported on a bear hunt in Utah that led to a felony charge for the guide. But the well-known Utah guide never pulled the trigger. Donald Trump Jr. did. Eric joins managing editor Grant Burningham to discuss that story. Eric Peterson, thank you for talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Eric, this was a really interesting read about the hunt that Donald Trump Jr. went on and who put it on and why he was in Utah. Can you tell us a little bit about where you first heard about this hunt? Yeah, I, I can tell you a little bit. I can just say, you know, that, you know, a source had uh, talked to me a little bit about concerns about this particular hunting guide. Uh, that he had a long history um, with um, being investigated by uh, the Department of Natural Resources and more specifically, you know, um, I believe it's the Division of Wildlife Resources um, that, you know, they've got a lot of people out in the field that are always trying to make sure, you know, violations to our, you know, wildlife laws aren't getting violated and that's poaching or, you know, illegal hunts, illegal baiting, those kinds of things, uh, protecting our natural resources that are obviously very important to us in Utah. And how did Donald Trump Jr.'s name first enter into this? Uh, I think it was early 2020, I started looking into Wade Lemon and um, filed records requests, uh, trying to understand, you know, what happened uh, with this hunt in particular that, that Donald Trump Jr. was on, and also looking into, you know, the investigators with DWR um, and into their, you know, past investigations into Wade Lemon. And was able to get, you know, records going back um, to about 2009 um, seemed to be a key, a key investigation. Um, but one of the concerning things in requesting, you know, a decade's worth of investigations into Wade Lemon hunting was the fact that one case um, was held back. And, you know, what the Department of Natural Resources told me is, well, we started reviewing these files to, to turn them over to you and then decided that one in particular, we decided needed more scrutiny. And so we've decided to reopen this case. And as a result, we cannot provide this document to you. You know, you know this was fall of 2020, you know, right before presidential election. And, um, you know, as we confirmed now, you know, uh, definitely, you know, involved uh, a hunt that had Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, was on this hunt. So can you briefly describe what went wrong on this hunt? What was illegal about it? And what would it have looked like if you were Donald Trump Jr. along for the ride on it? Well, I mean, some of that, I mean, I think there's a question of, you know, what's fair to speculate about. Um Basically, what went wrong in this is that, um, you know, there, there are some situations where, 
hunters can use dogs, they can use bait, um, but in this particular situation, using bait and dogs was illegal. It was not, it was not allowed for, you know, uh, someone to set out bait uh, to lure a bear out and then go hunt them with dogs, uh, with hounds. Um, and so it was, it was an illegal hunt under our laws, you know. And what did Donald Trump Jr. have to say about his time in Utah um, on social media after the fact? Donald Trump Jr., he's, he's pretty, he's pretty prolific on Instagram and, you know, he, he likes to post pictures of himself on hunts, you know, all over the world. And, you know, and he took the time to, you know, uh, make a couple Instagram posts talking about, you know, being in Utah, being out hunting, being with friends. Um, but, you know, we also found social media from Wade Lemon Hunting talking about uh, Donald Trump Jr. being in town, not just for a hunt, but, uh, you know, also for the launch of this group called Hunter Nation, which is like a hunter's kind of advocacy group, kind of like championing you know like the values that go into hunting and that lifestyle so eric you are not a salt lake tribune employee you run the utah investigative journalism project can you just briefly tell us about what that is and how people can find out more yeah, the Utah Investigative Journalism Project is a nonprofit. Really got going in 2016, and um, you know, something I set up where I wanted to make sure that you know investigative journalism was alive and well in Utah, and I would also provide you know kind of trainings for for newsrooms, student journalists, kind of helping people get more comfortable filing records requests, doing interviews, you know, accessing databases to help them kind of improve their reporting. Well, really interesting report, years in the making. Um, thank you very much for working with the Tribune on it, Eric. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, y'all. Next, renewable energy reporter Tim Fitzpatrick joins the Daily Buzz to discuss the real cost of Utah's cheap energy. An independent group out of Illinois has put out a report. They basically looked at all 50 states and they looked at three things. One, how cheap is their electricity? Two, how reliable is their electricity? And three, how clean their electricity is. Utah did better than anyone else with regard to cost. We have the cheapest electricity in the nation. The bad news is, is that we're number 43 for how clean our energy is. And that's basically related. We have been relying on cheap coal power forever. We have built our economy on it, and it makes us very reluctant to give it up. You can argue that when you burn fossil fuels, you don't really pay the whole price. Uh, the price of burning carbon is now worldwide. And that's why people have argued for a tax and dividend system, something that attaches the real price of burning carbon. If we were to do that in Utah, you would see our cost of power more in line with the rest of the country. And in that regard, yes, the price would go up, but it's also true that we would probably get greener power as a result. On Monday morning, Dr. Angela Dunn, the executive director of the Salt Lake County Health Department, announced two people in the county likely have monkeypox. The official test results from the CDC are expected later today. Monkeypox produces smallpox-like lesions on the skin. Monkeypox symptoms include fever, headache, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, and a rash that usually develops on the face first before spreading to other parts of the body. 
the virus is less contagious than smallpox and isn't easily transmittable, according to health officials. The two possibly infected individuals recently traveled to an area in Europe where there are confirmed monkeypox cases. County health officials say there is no threat to the public. And that's it for today. If you like The Daily Buzz, you can support the podcast and the Salt Lake Tribune by subscribing to the newspaper. Right now, the Tribune has a Memorial Day discount available for $7.99 for six months. Find out more at sltrib.com support. Today's episode was edited by me, Sage Miller, and as always, a big shout out to Salt Lake City's own band, The Pelicans, for our groovy music. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with the biggest headlines of the day.